Hey there! Does the idea of booking car service for your executive or maybe an important client make you just a little bit nervous? If so, try using Savoia. When I used their car service, they did a fantastic job of keeping me informed with real-time status updates via email and text notifications. And while they provide an amazing experience for your executive, the booking process and technology is geared towards you the executive assistant. They have an easy-to-use travel management portal I use to book trips and easily manage them with passenger profiles that save your credit card information that may be different and frequent locations. Now, we know itinerary changes are almost inevitable, so Savoia plans for it. Their client care and customer success teams take the burden off of you and find solutions to ensure your executive's travel is seamless, no matter the circumstances. Whether you're booking in town or across the globe, the service is always consistent, meaning peace of mind and less stress, which we all know I'm a fan of. Mention me to the sales rep or click the link in the show notes for 20% off your first three trips. Welcome to the Whole Assistant Podcast. I'm your host, Annie Croner. I'm a former assistant who's passionate about our profession, and I'm also a certified coach who's invested in your success. You've come to the right place if you want to know what it looks like to stand in your power and achieve success as an assistant free from overwhelm and burnout. Now, on to today's episode. Hello! So it's early February as I'm recording this, and I looked at the forecast for today, and it was supposed to be not snowy. And guess what? It is snowing right now. (laughs) It's absolutely insane. And I'm kind of frustrated by it. But what can you do? I have a very specific rule around what is acceptable in terms of weather. And I'm all for a little bit of snow through Christmas and through New Year's and through the holidays. But then after that, I'm done. I just want spring and warmth again. Today is a really gray day, which is kind of nice because in Denver, we don't have much gray, many gray days. Most days are sunny. So yeah, that's where I'm at right now. I'm sitting in my office with a blanket around my shoulders and kind of feeling frustrated that it's snowing outside and it's completely expected in February and on into March here in Denver, obviously. So anyway, how are you doing today? I am really excited for the topic we're going to be talking about today, which is making room for yes. So as assistants, we like to think that we can do everything. And we like to see ourselves as people who have a can-do attitude and as people who are very helpful and accommodating. But here's the truth. There are only 24 hours in a day. And so when you say yes to something, you are inevitably saying no to something else. When you say yes to something, inevitably you're saying no to something else. And thinking otherwise can lead to people-pleasing, lack of boundaries, and ultimately lead to burnout because you're running around like a chicken with your head cut off trying to take care of all the things instead of focusing on the most important things. So we're going to be talking about that today. And my first strategy for how to make room for yes is to get clear on your priorities. Now, when I say get clear on your priorities, I'm talking about holistically, what are your priorities in life? What is most important to you? Is rest most important? Is taking care of your body most important? Is working out, getting frequent massages, what you put in your body most important? Time with your family, time doing a specific hobby or something that brings you joy. So in terms of your whole self, what are your priorities first and foremost? And then at work, 
what is most important to you? And what is most important to you should be aligned with what is most important to your executive. Now, sometimes what is most important to you is having your executives back because <laughs> our executives can tend to have blind spots. So that is the thing that can be important to you that may kind of not feel in alignment with your executive, but you're totally having their back. But there should be some kind of alignment with your executive's priorities, which means that you kind of need to know and understand what your executive priorities are. So are you having strategic planning sessions? Like I'm a big fan of quarterly strategic planning sessions. I'm going to be putting out a um, a free resource for you guys here in another couple months. And it's going to be like questions you can ask your executive during that strategic planning session. So stay tuned for that. And if you want to land on my email list in order to be made aware when that first comes available, let me know or just go ahead and go to my website. There's a place where you can sign up for my email list. Are there meetings on his calendar that he probably doesn't need to be at? Like thinking about what's most important to your executive will go a long way in getting clear on the priorities. And also for you, considering what's most important in your life will also help in making room for yes and knowing what those priorities are. It all kind of brings me to my next point. We need to start embracing the power of a strategic no. So why is embracing the power of a strategic no important? Well, at your work, the core function of your role is not to be everything to everyone. I'm going to say that again for the people in the back. The core function of your role is not to be everything to everyone all the time. It's really, really not. And especially if you want to show up as a strategic business partner, saying no to make room for yes, the most important aspects of your role will be vital to your success in your role, vital to your success as a strategic business partner, especially if you were wanting to move on to a chief of staff role or something like that. Like you're really going to have to start saying no to how you have been behaving this whole time and start saying yes to the strategic functions of your role. So a strategic no can also build trust. So if you say, if you give a strategic no to someone, you're essentially making room to support your executive at a higher level. And you're showing your executive that you're there for them 100%. And that just builds trust. Your executive knows that the things that are really important to them will not fall through the cracks. They just, they're just going to know that. So that will strengthen that relationship too, which is just an added bonus of making room for a strategic no. And then it also lets others know what to expect from you moving forward. It's setting a parameter around your time and energy, which if you've been following me for any amount of time, you know how much I'm a fan of setting those parameters and setting those boundaries because they like literally a strategic no will let other people know what to expect moving forward. Okay, so this person's function isn't this, but it's this. Good to know. (laughs) And it also allows you to embrace your position from a place of empowerment. When you're saying yes to everybody and everything, more often than not, that is not coming from an empowered place. That is coming from a people-pleasing place, from a place of trying to make everyone happy around you, even if that means that all those things are happening to your detriment. So I really want you to consider the power of a strategic no. Now, there are a few barriers to giving a strategic no. The first barrier is a dopamine hit. Every time we say yes and accomplish a task, there's that dopamine hit, especially if it is being like bolstered or encouraged by someone else's response to you taking care of a task for them. 
right? And then another kind of barrier to our success when it comes to giving a strategic no in order to make room for yes are your thoughts. So thoughts like people will think I can't handle it. It's just quicker if I handle it instead of delegate it. I'm afraid of what my executive will think if I push back. I don't like conflict. I'm just better at keeping the peace. I would just rather keep the peace, not upset the apple cart, (laughs) or it will only take a few minutes. Like I'm just going to do this thing because it's only going to take me a few minutes. But actually, if you'll go back to my conversation with Lucy Brazier several episodes ago, I mentioned that, or she mentioned that once you do a task three times, it's just yours. Like the expectation moving forward is that you are going to do that task from now on. Now, I'm not saying that we can't course correct, but it's going to take a few conversations. It's really going to take you slowing down in order to speed up if you want to kind of reset that parameter for yourself. And so these are all things to be mindful when you do something that you shouldn't be doing because it will take you the least amount of time to do it rather than like delegating or having someone else do it, even though it's more in their purview, it can be hard because you may get lots of questions. You may get lots of pushback when you could have just gone in and taken care of it already, right? Like it's going to take more time up front to retrain people and to retrain the person who's going to be handling the task. But I'm telling you, it's a better long-term investment. So instead of really like showing up from like a instant gratification place, we're showing up with a long game in mind, right? So training the person to do this task or helping the person or passing this off, instead of taking it on yourself and training them that this is how it's going to be moving forward, will serve you and your career much more and will also help you make room for yes and show up more strategically for your executive and for your role. So also, I'm going to go back to this thing that I say a lot. And if you've been listening to the podcast for any amount of time, you've probably heard me say it before. You can be totally solutions oriented for someone without having to be the solution yourself. And when we're solutions oriented for people without actually having to be the solution ourselves, that frees us up to make room for yes, because we aren't having to be the boots on the ground all the time. We can guide them towards a solution for themselves without having to provide the boots on the ground solution ourselves. Okay, so how do we actually make room for yes? Those are some barriers, but how do we actually implement this strategic no concept? So we're going to have to slow down long enough in the moment to ask yourself or to ask ourselves if handling this task is the best and highest use of our time. So you're going to have to really slow down because most of us are in the habit. So it's kind of breaking the habit of habitually just saying yes to people. And you're going to have to slow down long enough to assess the request. And if you should not be handling it, you can gently hand it back. You can totally be solutions oriented for that person without having to be the solution yourself. Now, I will say, (laughs) I'm inclined to believe that whatever your executive requests of you is the best and highest use of your time. That's not to say that you can't push back with them if they are pointing you in a direction that someone else is better equipped to handle and you're just their go-to right-hand person and so they're turning to you to handle the requests, right? So they may have that narrow-minded view too. They may have that short-sighted, like, I just need this done and off my plate type of mindset around that. But generally speaking, the requests of your executive is the best and highest use of your time in that moment. And you can also ask questions like, hey, so I've got this other like high priority thing I'm working on right now. Would you like me to set that aside in order to take care of this 
task or a project. So our executives have a lot going on. And so asking what needs to be deprioritized in order to make room for a new priority Maybe a strategy as well, and another kind of interesting way to say no in order to make room for this task that is now a priority. Because here's the reality things will keep being piled and piled and piled on your plate if you're not willing to have these strategic conversations around like what actually needs to be taken off in order to make room for this thing to happen. Because at a certain point, you will be at capacity, no matter how productive you are, no matter how you're managing your time. And there's lots that you can do to really level up in those ways as well. I walk my clients through it all the time, whether it's in the level of assistant or my one-on-one clients. We're always talking about how to show up more strategically for ourselves so that our time is fully maximized. And at the end of the day, if you're doing all the things and you still do not have enough time to execute all the things... That's when you have the conversation with your executive around what needs to be deprioritized in order to make room for new priorities or higher priority items. So anyway, that was a tangent, but I I felt like it was really, really helpful for you guys to hear kind of my process for saying no to make room for yes and how we slowed down long enough to ask ourselves, is this the highest priority item for me? And then my favorite way to say no. So I did, this is like my favorite hot tip from this episode. My favorite way to say no, I'm sure if you are my client or have been my client in the past or have heard me speak about this before on this podcast is Michael Hyatt's Affirm, Deny, Affirm method. So I was listening to Amy Porterfield's podcast. She's got a podcast on online marketing made easy. Uh, I was listening to this several years ago, right after I started Whole Assistant and she had on Michael Hyatt and they were talking about how you actually say no which I found just to be such an interesting conversation. And Michael Hyatt gave this strategy of affirm, deny, affirm. So what this looks like is you want to start out with an affirmation. Thank you so much for bringing this to my attention. I really do appreciate you thinking of me. And then give a very specific and clear no. I'm sorry, but I won't be able to help out with this year's bake sale. I have other priorities that are going to require my time. And then affirm at the end. But please keep me posted. Let me know how the fundraising goes, whatever, right? You affirm, deny, affirm. And what I love about this is that it gives a very clear and specific no. You aren't kicking the can down the road. So my executive would come to me from time to time with an email and he like emailed me something. He'd be like, help. And it was a meeting that he didn't want to take with somebody. So I just like drafted an email response. I sent it back to him and I use this method, affirmed and I affirm. And he's like, this is brilliant. I'm like, right? Isn't it just the most amazing way to say no ever? (laughs) Because you're giving a very clear no. You aren't just kicking the can down the road. Oh, touch back with like, let's circle back in a month and see, you know, I may have more availability then if he doesn't actually want to take the meeting. So you can utilize this as well for yourself. You can be totally solutions-oriented for people. You can give that strategic no, and you can cushion it in the affirmed and I affirm method. So anyway, I hope this episode was helpful when it comes to making room for yes in your life and also in your work. You can also utilize this as a great strategy, like when you think about what it is you actually want to make room for in this season of life for yourself. And I think that so often that we think if we're making room for one thing that everything else has to fall by the wayside for forever. No, it's more like where are you going to focus your time and energy right now? And what is like the highest priority item for you 
right now. So for me in my personal life, I have to say that my highest priority right now is getting strong, building strength, (laughs) and really taking better care of my physical body. So I actually hired a personal trainer. My husband's been working with this guy for a long, long time. I just hired him to come in once a week because I'm really good with a plan. So if you give me a plan, something to do, I'm generally good at sticking to it. I wanted him to, of course, view my form when doing exercises because I do have a, I have had a stroke in the past. I do have a lot of spasticity on the left side. So I want to make sure that I'm not going to hurt myself as I'm doing the strength training and this like resistance training and stuff. So I did want him to come in. And so now he's coming to my house once a week and we're working on that. And that means that I had to say no to some other things in order to make that happen. Primarily, I'm having to say no to whole assistant because normally I get up and like pound out a bunch of content on the day that he is coming. That's typically a day that I would sit down and do some writing early in the morning Now that's not happening because I'm now meeting with him in the mornings so that I can really build up my strength so that I can be healthy long-term. I think once you, when you go through something like I went through health-wise going through the stroke, it can be an eye-opener. And so investing that time and energy and money into myself and my strength is, is priority number one right now in terms of that date and time and what I'm working on there. Not to say that I don't show up like a boss with my with my clients or with my group or anything like that, because I totally do, but I'm really trying to make room for yes, which means that I have to say no to getting up on that morning and doing what I would normally do and sitting down at my computer and, and pumping out a bunch of content. So that's just for the season of life though, right? So once I get into my routine, once I get into the the healthy routine of like knowing how to build muscle, knowing how to build strength, then my focus will probably turn somewhere else. So we say no to make room for yes, but when you say no to make room for yes, it doesn't have to be now and forevermore. (laughs) It can be for this season. So that is my encouragement to you guys. I hope you found this episode helpful. Be intentional, be whole. That is all for now. I help assistants apply the concepts I share on this podcast. If you're ready to take your growth deeper and you're curious whether working with me in a coaching capacity is right for you, please email me at Annie, A-N-N-I-E at wholeassistant.com to schedule your complimentary discovery call.